0: If you have not followed his Triple H Horse Racing Podcast, you're missing out. It's one of the best podcasts in the country. Good evening and welcome to the HHH Racing Podcast, episode 297. I am your proud host, Howard Kravitz. Thank you very much for joining us tonight. Can you feel it? Can you feel it in the air? It's coming, baby. The Breeders' Cup is just over two weeks away. And two weeks from this very moment, I will be in California. Very excited for the Breeders' Cup 2023. Our coverage is going to be immense. We'll be talking about that a little later on in the show. But tonight, thanks for watching. We're going to be talking about the Saturday Late Pick 5 at Keeneland. It is the final weekend uh, for the Keeneland 2023 meet, they have two stakes this Saturday. We're going to be covering the Late Pick 5 like a Glove and help you crush your bets. Please make sure you hit that subscribe button. On the right-hand side of the screen, our subscriptions have gone up and up. We need your help. Please hit that subscribe button. Smash that like button. Hit that thumbs up button. That will tell the YouTube algorithm to send people to the HHH Racing Podcast YouTube channel. And also hit the notification bell because we have a lot, and I mean a lot of content coming up here in the next two weeks. You're not going to want to miss any of it, so hit that notification bell as well. You can follow me on Twitter on my name tag, at hkravitz, scrolling at the bottom of the screen. My email, hkravitzhorse at gmail.com. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. Now, let's talk about a few administrative items. Breeders' Cup Power Picks are here the breeder's cup power pick tip sheet is now available for purchase it's awesome it's going to be fantastic it's inexpensive it's only twenty dollars people total for both days not twenty dollars per card and people are charging you know ridiculous amounts 40 50 60 79 dollars for their breeder's cup packages we're charging 20 that's it it's profitable it's going to be fantastic It's going to have a ton of information. You can read all about it. Where do you get that information? Uh, You're going to go to our website, hhhracingpodcast.com. Let me show you very quickly. I will show you on our website. It is so easy, folks. I mean, we can't make it any easier for you. Let's look at it right now. Here's our website, hhhracingpodcast.com. And right there on the top, you can see the banner. Click here to subscribe to the Breeders' Cup Only Power Picks tip sheet. You click on that. And it takes you to our tip sheet. You can find out all about the tip sheet right there. And then you can purchase right right there. You purchase through PayPal. Unfortunately, you only PayPal, but most people have PayPal. It's 20 bucks. That's it. And then we also have a Keeneland, actually, the Keeneland Power Pick tip sheet uh, is, is finished. So we'll take that off. But there it is Power Picks tip sheet for Breeders' Cup. It's only 20 bucks. I mean, what are you waiting for, people? Let's go. Uh, we already have a lot of people that have subscribed to our Breeders' Cup Power Picks tip sheet. All of our hosts and co-hosts are involved. We're covering all 14 races for the Breeders' Cup, like a glove, ABC grids. I can go on and on. Detailed analysis. It's going to be fantastic. So everyone should uh, check that out for sure. Uh, let's see. What else do I want to talk about? Uh, yeah, we also have regular Power Pick tip sheets, too. Just on Saturdays only, tip sheets across the country. The ROI last year was 259. It's still around 230, 240. It's excellent. Last week, I tipped out command performance at 35 to 1. That's right, 35 to 1. Almost won the damn thing. Almost beat first mission. Had a nice exact and trifecta tipping out command performance and some other nice horses on our regular power picks tip sheet that's through patreon so look at patreon for that information all right before we talk about oh we're also on instagram by the way let's throw that out there instagram.com hhh racing podcast all right uh before i talk about our show lineup coming up for the breeders cup and keeneland let me bring on the fantastic host of bet boozin proud chicago area gentleman like myself let's bring him on Mr. Kyle Roscoe. Kyle, how you doing tonight?
1: How about this, guys? I'm on the big leagues tonight. What's up, Howard? How are you Absolutely. doing?
0: Absolutely. Uh, people are wondering, where's Pete and Paul? Paul Halloran will be on shortly. Uh, Paul is, uh got some things going on tonight, but Paul was planning to be here tonight. I'm assuming Paul Halloran will be here tonight. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that channel. Pete Visco is out of town this weekend. I think Pete's trying to find the pot of gold, uh, Kyle, so he has the money for Breeders' Cup. because Yeah. You're going to need some money for Breeders' Cup, especially if you're playing horizontally.
1: No, I mean, absolutely. Trust me. <laughs> we all know Paul. Paul's definitely going to be playing horizontally, and you need that type of money to be playing, especially covering as many horses as you can within these Breeders' Cup sequences. As We all know they can be really tough.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Let's check on the comments real quick for some people here, Kyle, and then we'll get to our fantastic lineup of Breeders' Cup shows that we have. I mean, come on, Michael Austin. You knew he was gonna start us off. They're Michael, you and I, sorry, you and I and this guy, we're gonna see you at San Anita, Michael. We'll have to get in touch with you. We are Kyle, when's our plane? We're flying together out there with your we lovely are. fiance Emma. Yes, seven, what is uh, eight in the morning or whatever it is on a two week? Ask crack of
1: dawn. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. something very I'll be, really I'll be in your house early. at
0: what is it, five thirty in the morning or something? Whatever it's yeah.
1: gonna be. Yeah, somewhere on there.
0: Looking forward to that. Uh Absolutely. hot rod. Rodney Evans is here. What's up, Rodney? Uh, Robbie Courtney. Howdy! Howdy, Rodney. Howdy, howdy, partner. What's going on from Texas? What's going on? Oh, This is someone I have not... I don't think we've seen this person. Uh, Louis Carbone. Louis, welcome, man. We got the Italian. We got another Italian on the show. We we love our Italians. I hope they do some Breeders' Cup Classic talk. Uh, Louis, that's actually not... Oh, we're betting and boozing tonight. I like it. Uh, Louis, we're, we're not actually talking about a Breeders' Cup Classic tonight, but... Lewis, let me tell you something. We will be talking about all the Breeders' Cup races, especially the Classic, in humongous amounts of detail, just not tonight. But, Lewis, don't go anywhere because we're going to make you some money Keelan Saturday. So you can crush that Breeders' Cup Classic, which, Kyle's we mentioned, is not the last race. We talked off air, is not the last race this year, in case people don't know. It's actually the third to last race on Saturday Breeders' Cup.
1: Yeah, I believe Breeders' Cup Sprint is the last race on the card. I believe Rex. that's what it is. That but is it. yeah, it's going to be a little weird. I mean, as Howard said, it's going to be like three o'clock Pacific time that the classic's going to go off, which obviously is now yeah. five o'clock something around there. Obviously, we don't have the full schedule yet. But it's yeah, it's going to be a different that's going to be a switch up for sure.
0: Little weird. Yes, Forte has been retired if you did mm-hmm. not hear Pete Visco. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think that's why he's not here tonight. I think he's Forte lover, 20. yeah. Right now he's very sad. Uh, we'll talk about Forte some other time. But really, pretty damn good career. I mean, when you look at it, Robbie Cordney, uh, Rangers and BCBC. That yeah. is a great combo for sure. All right, uh, listen, we got a lot of people here. Oh wait, look who's here from the airplane. What's up, Pete? How you doing? Thirty thousand feet in the air, Pete Visco. From the plane. Are we going to get some video from Pete, Kyle, from the
1: plane? Uh, yeah. Hey, he, we've seen it. We've seen it done from the car. Why not the plane this time? Why not? All right.
0: Let's talk very quickly about what's happening with some shows coming up. Because I, I tweeted it out, Kyle, and I know you already retweeted it, Xed it, posted it, what the hell, whatever we're yep. calling it.
2: Uh, <laughs>
0: let's hold on to your hats, folks. If you don't know about this, oh, my goodness. Are, am I excited to share this with you? Let's do it right now, Kyle here's our shows for 2023 don't don't adjust your dial folks what you see is correct 12 shows over 15 hours of coverage here's our live podcast and folks if you don't have a chance to write this down no worries go to our youtube channel or if you want a screenshot our first one i am i excited kyle i gotta get your reaction to some of this Let's, actually i'm gonna take you off screen so it's bigger we'll get back to you yep, in a second you're good uh cody Dorman and family wow it's Cody Dorman himself of Cody's Wishes fame. Paul and I will be interviewing the family this Tuesday, 730 Eastern. Doubleheader Wednesday, one of the most viewed shows of the year. Davy Lane, our good friend Davey Lane mm-hmm. from the UK, 5 p.m. Eastern because it's obviously a, a big uh, time change in the UK. We don't want to keep Davy up till 4 in the morning. So 5 p.m. Eastern Wednesday, all about foreign horses, and there's going to be a lot of them. Pre-entries are coming out, announced Wednesday noon. We have our pre-entry show to talk about who's going where and our reactions, 8 p.m. Eastern. Then, Sunday the 29th, for Breeders' Cup, BCBC Contest. A great contest with, get this, are you ready, Kyle? Matt Miller, Drew Cotney, uh, also Marshall Graham, the three of the last BCBC winners. Yeah. How about that, right? I Not mean, bad. Not who bad. Else right? do you,
1: who else do you need to listen to? I mean, I, you've you've placed well in tournaments yourself, being second in the UBC to highlight one thing. Three of the last four BCBC champs. I mean, I don't know where else you need to go if you're looking for contest previewing.
0: And why don't you talk about uh, and, and a family? The Mustari's are pretty good. Frank Mustari, the papa, Frank Mustari, mm-hmm. who's one hell of a contest player, yeah. has not won a BCBC BC yet, but his time is coming. He's also joining us, Kyle. I mean, that is a serious lineup. If you are a contest player and should contest at all, you got to check that out. And then we have our post-draw. All the They're going to draw for the races on Monday, the 30th, and we'll have a show that night. And then, of course, Breeders' Cup Friday, Breeders' Cup Saturday. And very quickly, Kyle, so we can get to Keenland. Yep. Why don't you talk about these shows? The two surprise interviews, by the way, even Kyle has no idea. I, I'm not. I'm not going to divulge it. The only <laughs> only Paul and I know about these two other interviews. I'm not even going to say what they're going to be. Those are going to be taped, by the way. Uh, But B and B, Ben and Boozin, you guys are doing some shows also the week of Breeders' Cup.
1: Yeah, and I can't wait to be surprised because yeah, as Howard said, I have literally I've never seen that before. So that's news nope. to me. But um, yeah, bet, bet the guy guys from Benton and Booze and me, Patrick, Charlie, and Noah, we're gonna be covering three tape shows for you guys that whole week. We're gonna do the early pick fives on both Breeders Cup Friday and Saturday. The one Breeders Cup Saturday does most likely include Breeders Cup races, um, so we'll be covering the two, I believe, two or three early races that day for the Breeders Cup, and not to mention as Howard said, it starts at like. 10 15 in the morning or something insane like that. But then for those of you that don't know, um, we're going to be covering one of my favorite um, bets that breeders cup offers every year is the two day pick six. So that's where you'll get all of our um, big race opinions. So the classic, the juvenile, all stuff like that. That's the show you'll want to watch. If you want our uh, betting and booze and opinions on the classic and all the big races towards the end, but also be on the lookout for those early pick five shows as
0: well. I'll give everyone a little bit of a hint on the surprise guests say okay. i gotta get a
1: hit too because i don't know
0: um one of them i guess you can make arguments on who's the most impressive or one of them i i believe in my own mind the biggest guest we've ever had on the show in terms of prestige i'm just gonna say it right now in horse racing okay. by far if we if it happens and it's playing to happen it's uh so the other one is very big also i don't want to give that gentleman short shrift either but it's mike lawson right it's it, it is not Michael Austin. <laughs> no, sorry, Michael. Slightly bigger than Michael Austin, if that's even possible. But I agree anyway. Uh no, it, it it's gonna be we're very excited. Oh, I'm nervous,
1: so
2: we'll see how this no, goes. Yeah, you'll be all good. Everyone just
0: need just just again, uh constantly make sure you subscribe to our channel. It's very simple, and you're hitting the notification bell so you know when new content will arise. All right, Kyle, let's jump into the late pick five. Again, Paul Halloran is scheduled to be here. He said he might be a little bit late. Um, but I do have his picks also, by the way, Noah Meyer, Noah Meyer is here also. What's the over under <laughs> how many favorites? Ooh, throwing shade is- out. I, he was a little bit edgy last night. I get a bunch of off crap. air. I don't, man.
1: Did See he what I have to deal on with it? on Wednesday nights? I mean, this there's no way he
0: did poorly on a test because I, he's a very intelligent young man. He does well. So I don't know. No, no's a little edgy tonight. I, I like it. I like that. You'll um, be surprised
1: is the answer to that question.
0: Oh, Really? Well, good. Well, let's see what happens here. All right, let me put up on the screen here. Let me switch some banners. Again, we're going to talk about the late pick five. And let me take this banner down. As Kyle knows the drill, there's a bazillion things in the background to press. Let's go there. And let's go here. And then we will go to Equibase. Right? Yeah. Right now. Here we go. All right. Here we go. Late pick five on. Whoa. Okay. Late pick five. Saturday. And again, Paul Halloran is planning on being here. If he's not here, that's okay. We've got his picks. So you just said you weren't going to be going with the chalk or I'd be surprised, but you know what though? I got to tell you something. You know me, I'm always looking to beat chalk in general, but I'm not stupid. This race is the Perryville. It's seven furlongs. It's a quarter million dollars. This is a nice purse. It is for restricted three-year-olds. It's a small field of six to start. They really pick five on Saturday, and there is a big, very talented favorite on the inside. Verifying Cox and Pratt even money, Kyle. Neither one of you are going to try to beat this one.
1: No, I mean, look, as Howard said, I I'm honestly hate that I'm taking Verifying in this spot, but <laughs> I'm not stupid. I not only do I think he might even have a pace advantage in this race, I think he's just ultimately a lot faster than the horses to us outside. It's a smaller field. He has that cut back in distance where last race, you can argue the A challenge jerkins, but he didn't get the lead. If you remember um, rest in peace, the so-called monster by the name of New York thunder uh, got the lead in that race and absolutely demolished the field. It doesn't, I mean, we all know what happened with inside the 16th pole, but he was going to wipe that field um, when coming down the stretch. But, Verifying if he gets the lead in this race, I am would be very interested to play a horse in front in this race.
0: Uh, Marco says three to five is value. How do you feel about that, Kyle?
1: I think he's just giving me shit. Um, there's, wow. the for that he said over three on my over under, how many favorites I take. And I think he's giving me crap. But um, three to, f- I mean, I think he'll probably be four to five in this match <sighs> based on numbers and tactics alone. Look at me. Hey, look in the background right now. Oh yeah. We'll,
0: we'll get to him in a second. Go ahead.
1: But a little sneak peek, but um, at least I just think he goes to the front and just doesn't look back. He's a lot better than a lot of these horses in this field. Although I do have some price, a price underneath that I will talk about, but I, let's
0: uh, up, up. I was about to bring Paul Halloran is in the, not, he's not in the green room. He's in his car. And I believe, give me a little thumbs up, Paul, you ready to go here? Okay. And he told, he told me, you know, you you don't want to text and drive, right, Kyle? All the youngsters out there, don't yep. text and drive. You also don't want to handicap and drive. And I'm going to lie, I'd be a big liar, and probably you too, Kyle. We didn't say we weren't, we didn't have a form in front of us at one point of our life in the <laughs> car. But let's bring him on from his car, parked, I believe, not driving, let's hope. <laughs> Mr. Paul Halloran, Paul, how you doing tonight?
2: Yes, I am parked. I, I'm. I'm. Um, yes, I'm good. I, I just sat through a very, very long half of football, and uh, I said, "I'm out of here. I have a show to do." So I love it. Uh,
0: but, we're not trying to beat verifying Paul in the first leg of the pick five. He just looks too damn too damn good from the rail. Even money. money yeah. Well, line. you'll
2: you'll see that I singled him, Howard. Although I, I'm going to tell you, I did take a long look at the five and the three. I don't know if you guys talked about them. The California shipper, the five, ran very well, uh, you know, in a, in a, obviously a much lower class of race. And boy, I, I try to make a case, this Brittany Russell undefeated horse, you know, obviously a huge step up for the Maryland bread, but she's going to be a C on my ABC because I want to be alive. But I do agree. Uh, I played verifying in the Jerkins, you know, the, the ill-fated New York Thunder race. I uh, thought he ran well. Uh, and yeah, I, I think he's formidable in that race,
0: Paul and Kyle. I almost, I almost put this five on top guys. Um, i watched both of his races actually live because I was betting on both days. This is a very talented horse. Now, look, he hasn't beaten anything spectacular. I really wish, and, and, and maybe this doesn't matter, I sort of wish he had a local work. I just don't like when these horses are shipping halfway across the country and don't have a work over the track, or even maybe like a work at Churchill to like get acclimated to Kentucky. And uh, Maybe it's thinking, thinking. I don't know. But if Verifying loses, I really think the five Kyle is the one that's going to beat him. And that's really not saying anything creative. Uh, the five is seven to two morning line. Real quick, why don't you touch on Loyal Company for Walsh? This is your second choice. Real nice effort two back at Ellis.
1: That's the one I'm looking at. I'm trying to key in on it. It was a little bit longer at Ellis going a mile, but just getting that type of um, race under his belt to where he can go with Tumba ran a very nice race, um, a rail skimming race last time out um, who he lost to. in that one in the Oklahoma Derby just lost to a head to how did he do that in red route one, which we all know those two horses, but, um transect hasn't run back yet but both those horses got 95s in that spot Uh oh i just think if loyal company sits a little bit farther back and is and maybe i like dr venkman a lot as well we all talk we can talk about class and all that stepping up for i think he's gotten a perfect trip both times and if loyal company can get a little bit um a little bit more headwind and outside in the stretch i think he could have a shot underneath
0: yeah and look who's back confidence game paul who was one of those like sneaky longshot horses for the Derby that just didn't fire at all. He's been off a long time. This feels like to me, and I'm just guessing Paul, this feels very much like a prep for the Clark. Like they're going to let him, they're going to take him back. They're going to let him finish. And if he comes out of it well and runs well, maybe they point to a bigger race over Thanksgiving weekend. That's my guess, Paul.
2: Yeah, I agree, Howard, but that's kind of my angle in the race. Uh, if I were playing the race separately, you know, uh, I would be throwing that horse out and, and trying to get someone like the three or maybe Kyle six underneath uh, verifying. Uh, I kind of think the five might be a win or forget about it. Should mention, though, Howard, you mentioned the ship. Mark Glad is 17% win shipping, so he's not one of those guys who you know can't win uh, outside of California. I, will, I do uh... kind of agree with you on the local work, Howard, um, okay. especially with the Keeneland uh, surface, but I'll tell you, this horse has done nothing wrong.
1: And I'll give you one thing. I'll give you a Pete stat since Pete's not here. I gotta fill oh, yeah. in. That seventeen percent domestic shipping, but shipping to the Kentucky circuit, he's won for twelve in the past five years. So Very Okay, good. That that's good. Good keep it in good. mind, but that's your yep. Pete stat for this race.
0: No, we appreciate that. <laughs> good to know. Uh guys, it just feels like you single verify and you move on, or you don't play or you just play the pick four, or you try to beat verifying. But there's no reason to use verifying with others in a caveman. So if you're one of those people who likes to play straight tickets, please don't play like four horses with verifying. It makes zero sense. Either single verify or toss, right, and use a few and just play the pick four. I think that that, would be the most sound advice I could give from a betting perspective. Let's go on to the next race, guys. Race seven. You see our picks on the bottom of the screen. Paul, Paul, Paul. You know, last week, Paul, we were very, very similar. We tried to get cute. I thought in this next race, I was like, no one's going to have this three. Not even my good friend, Paul. And look what happened, Paul. There we go again. Try. I'll tell you what. It worked damn well for me last week. I had one of my better weeks in a long time last weekend. Uh, so maybe it'll happen again. Let's go ahead. You see our picks on the bottom of the screen. I'm going to go ahead and bring up our entries. It's maiden special weight, $100,000 purse, mile of 16th. Three-year-olds and up. They have not won a race yet. Field of 12 in the main body. You got two also eligibles as well. Morning line favorite in a wide open race is the number nine. Furious Anger for Romans. And I believe it's pronounced Juan or I'm not Juan. I apologize. I'm not exactly sure the pronunciation. But anyway, uh, Paul and I are going to get a little bit sneaky here and go with a 10 to 1 morning line. Paul, let's start with you. We are going with Dissolved. For Norm Cassie and Ricardo Santana, maybe great minds are thinking alike again. Maybe not. We'll find out Saturday. Paul, hit it with desire. Well,
2: sounds like we're not getting 10 to 1 because if these two <laughs> yeah. knuckleheads like it, we're not going to be the only two.
0: Yeah, probably not.
2: <laughs> um, you know, good number last time. Uh, key race. couple of horses have at least two, if not more, have come back to win off of that race uh you know norm cassie is as solid as they come Santana Paul Sider will be... second
0: third and fourth place finishers second third and fourth yeah. place finishers all came back to win and highland falls who won the race won very is a nice cock horse who basically paired yeah. up his buyers in 87 it's fair to say that was a very strong field
2: Very strong field. And, you know, uh, Santana is not going to be any less aggressive. Uh, this horse was on the pace last time at Ellis, uh, going a mile. Um, I I think this, it might actually benefit him stretching out to the two turn mile and a 16th. I think he's, he will definitely be forwardly placed. And, uh, yeah, although I, I am Howard, uh, I did, come land on him but you'll see in my pick five i am spread out in this race so it's i'm not uh i'm not narrowing him but yes uh not only do we have the same horse on top howard we have the same exact we have a 10 to
0: 1 over 8 to 1 and again paul please remind everyone we do not say a we word
2: do. to each other before these races yeah. before we, these we don't we don't have time I, I, no. I'm, I'm in my car how the hell do i have time to talk to howard about who
0: talk about single dot yacht briefly paul
2: well, uh, one thing I liked how uh, the buyers have gone up every race. He went up 14-9 and 6. I think Tom Drury, there's another underrated guy. I think we talked about him last race, the original yeah. trainer of our Collector. Um again, four solid races uh, on the circuit. Second off the layoff, ran a, a decent third last time at Churchill. That Mo Fight is a, is a decent horse. He's taken action in 3 of his 4 races, 3 to 1, 6 to 1, 6 to 1. Um I did watch the replay. I wish I could remember it. Uh, I did track that replay down. Um, Hernandez is very good on this circuit. So I just think a lot of things to like. And again, I'm not so sure you're going to get eight to one, but you put the two of them together. If we ever get lucky, you'll get a good exacta. Paul, do you
0: notice that Mo Fight beat single dot yacht and Mo Fight actually finished second in the last race that Dissolved ran? Dissolved was, only, was not too right. far back from... Mo fight. So they're sort of coming out of a, a similar form yep. line there. Very quickly on these two, and then I'll let Kyle speak. Uh, what I like about Dissolve, there's not a lot of speed to his inside. The one and two are mainly closers. What I see, Paul, this is like sort of a harness racing kind of feel, in that I think Dissolve's going to get in front of the one and two, get to the rail, and then usually you want horses looking to your left, or so you want jockeys looking to their left. I actually think Santana's going to break and look to his right. And if no one wants to go with him, go ahead of the lead. If they, if there is speed on the outside, though, fine. Just like I'm, I'm imagining like that pocket trip for Dissolve. That's what I'm hoping. I really don't want him to get into a speed duel. That has not worked out well. I hope he breaks, sits, and finishes. That's what I envision. And I, there is a decent amount of speed. I think Single Dot Yacht has a big shot. Like you said, he's improving. He's working well. Brian Hernandez is going to save ground on the inside. I think they're both very logical to me. Kyle, you're going with the six. The six is Ben Franklin. Um, will he uh be very electric in this race?
1: Kyle? I knew <laughs> I knew there was gonna be a teacher pun in there. I, I heard mean, that you knew, coming. You
0: knew it was coming. Get all your electricity puns out right now. I've got this horse third. I thought he ran well last time. Again, I'm not gonna show the replay. I'm sure you watched it. Mick Peak, I don't know if you've a second time out stat, but I know he's good.
1: It is 14, um, second to route, uh, second time out from sprint to route. So turning a second time starter out to a route, it's 14%. So it's not the biggest stat, but yeah. he does win from time to time. And this, le- I thought this horse ran really well last time out. It had nothing really to run into. That was a 24 second, second quarter mile in that race. And if you look at the dam, he's half, uh, <coughs> half brother to Klimt, who Klimt, was a very yep. nice horse. Uh, placed in the front runner and won the Del Mar Futurity and placed in the Los Al Derby. And then also a half to a West coast chick who was a um, grade three place horse as well. So just the breeding in this one ran very well. Last time we talk about it all the time on our show, but horses have a lot of chance to step up second time out and now coming to the route distance, which um, visually it looked like a route runner to me. Uh, coming late in the stretch, so hopefully Ben Franklin can turn it around and sit a nice pocket, uh, set a nice stocking trip.
0: Paul, I say this with all respect, not trying to give him shit. Remember when Nick Zito used to have really nice fast horses? Those were the days, oh, huh? God. with West coach's Chick, uh, one of his last real good horses. But yeah. uh, Kyle, great job on the breeding call. I actually have written down in my notes right here, half to Clint. Got to mention that on the show. Um, and I liked how he closed. I don't know how strong a field that was. Yeah, that's a little bit of a concern. But anyway, we're we're trying to beat the favorite. Paul, any final thoughts on this race? You're we're, none of us using Mount Craig. And what about what about Furious Anger? Are we upset or what? <laughs> what are we angry?
2: Yeah, I I mean, coming off a big number for sure, but I'm I don't I'm not so sure I like this horse uh, stretching out. Um, the other the f- clever horse I have, hard. I I think this I think there is a lot of speed in this race, as you yeah. accurately pointed out. I think a horse who has a chance to close here. I'm gonna put my light back on. I think a horse who has a chance to close here at a price is the eleven. I'm gonna take a long look at him underneath. Uh, Kyle, the other thing is the. A little better stat in general, McPeak, second time dirt route is 18%. So right. that's a little Come. bit better stat than the stretch out. So, uh, of course, you got to deal with the big goose egg hanging around Mr. Leperu's neck. Correct. Uh, uh, Kyle.
1: <laughs> Correct. <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's always and McPeak's one for 28. So you have to overcome two hurdles in that. I just think second time out, that could be the angle I'm looking for.
2: Yeah. You might need to be Edwin Moses, Kyle. I don't <laughs> want to date myself, but
0: <laughs> I'm I I not dating myself bit, either. Paul. So, Paul, I looked at the 11 a little bit. I have respect for Safi off the layoff. This horse can have to step up a lot, but th- it could be a pace meltdown. We've seen Stranger Things. I believe an 88 to one shot one on Sunday, a first time starter, so at Keeneland. So, We've seen Stranger Things before. Let's go on to the next race, guys. Race 8, we'll put on the screen. Who do we have? This was a tough race, guys. Very tough. And, okay, we're a little bit different, although Howard, myself, and Kyle actually have the same horse on top. So we'll go to that. Paul's going with the 7 on top. Let's go to that race. Kyle, you're going to be first here. This is an allowance race for the older ladies on the turf. Please notice the rails at 20 feet. And I want to mention that because, in general, that will help speed a little more. It's also getting a little bit later in the meet. Um, I don't recall the, seeing the weather forecast for Saturday, to be honest. I'm going to have to look at that. But, um, anyway, the rail is out. That might help the speed a little bit. It's a big field of 12. Again, two two also eligibles. More line favorite here is a horse that we've seen in the PPs often and talked about on the show. Haughty for Chad and Gaffer Leone, four to one. We have Haughty in there a little bit, except for Kyle. Wow, Kyle is fading chalk today, although that's a very <laughs> a very soft chalk. You're going with lovely princess for McPeak and Brian Hernandez. So we got to tell you, Kyle, I'm getting a little sick of her act. She needs to win a damn race. I'm hoping it's going to yeah. be Saturday.
1: Yeah, I mean, funny enough, the last time she won was four starts back at Keeneland in the spring. So hopefully she can... Kindle that she's two for two on the course. If you're a horse for course person, she uh she also won last fall at Keelan in an N1X, comes to Keelan in the spring, wins an N2X. Now she's in Keelan in an N3X. So hopefully the, tr- the trend continues. But you are right, Howard. The last three really the mile and a half at Churchill, you couldn't say you know maybe a little bit too far for her, but then comes back to the mile on the 16th. We I was at that race in Indiana. Um, I actually liked Lovey Princess that day as well. Could not get home that race, but I'm very interested. The one thing to note, of course, is that she's also entered on Sunday at Keeneland in the Mm. seventh race. So keep an eye out for that. As you can see in the top left, just under uh, Brian Hernandez's name, entered at 22nd of October in the seventh. So keep an eye out come race day. But I just think she's a really nice trip. I don't think she has to have any speed from the rail. She can just sit down. The rail's been pretty good at Keeneland through these first two weeks. So if BJ can just sit a very nice trip on the inside and hopefully just get room at the top of the stretch, I think she could be really live.
0: Um, I If one of you, unless one of you, Kyle, do you know, is that an allowance race Sunday, the seventh race? Um, um, I, I actually
1: don't know, but I'm looking it up right now. All right, all right. well,
0: right. well if Kyle. It's got to be. It's gotta be.
1: It's gotta I would be assume, good.
0: yeah. I mean, a minor. It's not a, I don't think there are any stakes on Sunday. So, um, all right, Paul. Well, I got a lovely princess also. All the things that Kyle mentioned. I just wish she gets the job done more often. She's got a bunch of seconds late, but all she does is run well. And these horses she's lost to, Mouthy, Justify My Love, Miss Yearwood, uh, these are like, these are pretty good horses. I think this is a field that she's found. If she gets the right trip, I think she has a, a big chance. And I'll talk about. And,
1: um, reporting, I got you. It's actually, it is a stake race. It's oh. um it's the Rudin Real Dowager Stakes. Oh, it's the Dowager. Yeah, going three, okay. a mile and a half on the turf. So. It's we'll see. up to McPeak's discretion. But that, I mean, Vergara, Personal Best, Romagna Mia, Henry, top, Henry at a top of him, Transient. Yeah. That, it came, that look up, looks like it came up very tough.
0: <laughs> yeah, this race is definitely easier for sure. Uh, Paul, let's go to your top pick, and then we'll talk about our secondary horses. Um, let's talk about Sinfiltre. Sinfiltre. Uh, for Pletcher and Pratt getting better, I just want to say one thing about the last race because I was there. That weekend, let me go over here. That weekend, I was there with Noah Maher and my only trip to Kentucky Downs. The inside was absolute gold that day. And uh, Sinfiltrate basically stayed on that good part of the track most of the time. Speed was good, and the inside was good. That only gives me a small amount of cause for pause. I just want to mention that, Paul, but she's in very good form for Fletcher.
2: Yeah, and she's also running a quarter of a mile less uh, yes. in this race, and yep. I, I look at this as a very evenly matched race, as as the morning line would indicate. Um, and look at the top jocks are down there, and you know you, you're looking at J, Johnny V, Louis Tyler. I just think right now, the more I watch, I just think on turf, Pratt is markedly better than everyone else uh markedly better and that's not a crack at anyone else Uh, okay so i am against toddy a little bit um just has not run come back to run well as a four-year-old none of those races are anything to write home about you know and and the way the way that she was bet is also kind of a an indicator you know six to one six to one nine to two so i was against hardy um you know pratt and uh pletcher uh obviously a good team i i i i hear what you say howard but i i do like the fact that the horse was relatively forward although that was a real marathon i i think the horse is in position to get a a good trip here uh, I hear you on the one. I I, I applaud you guys trying to get Mcpe- McPeak out of his slump, picking him in back-to-back races, trying to get him really uh, out of that one-for-twenty-eight slump, Kyle. Uh, so if he if he pulls off that double, Kyle, you should have that ticket. And you should get paid. But yeah, I I think in an evenly matched race, um, I think this you know the horses' numbers are good. That race came back in '92, uh, which fits fits right in here.
0: I got to say, Paul, uh, I agree with you, Hottie. She's been slightly disappointing, but look who she's lost to Real Realm, Tackle Analysis, Emmy yeah, Jets, uh, I saw, Fluffy yeah, Socks, McCulloch with the Moonlight, Spenderella. I mean, wow, is she faced yep. some nice horses? There's none of those in this race.
2: No, I agree. And that's why I, I, I almost didn't have her on my picks. And I, I, I put her in second after noticing just that, Howard. So I'm with yeah. you there.
0: Charles mentioned she's been running against her stable mates uh, quite often. So Richard agrees with you, by the way, on Flavian. Paul won the last race day for Walsh. Great turf rider. Guys, I got to say, and please don't be mad at me, Jim Goodman, but I didn't look at Keeneland at all these last two days. I've just been – I got so much things going on with the podcast and get ready for a million things. And, by the way, I'll be uh, – right Paul's writing the Power Picks Friday, and I am writing the Power Picks – The key, sorry, the Keeneland Power Picks Friday, Paul. Uh, tomorrow and i'm going to be writing the power picks for saturday and sunday as Pete is not
1: to out of mention town. there's also a Bet and boozin show about that you should go check that out from last night
0: there a what i watched what is that there?
1: there is a betten and boozin show out there on the hhh racing podcast uh, channel if i remember correctly
0: for tomorrow's and late. and i watched five, participated Kyle, he, did. I? he did
1: he did there's yes. there's more was there's doing a lot my of chat picks.
0: Picks. that's Please what check doing out betten boozin episode 44 picks. right 44 Cal? yep 44 for tomorrow's late pick five guys, any other horses you want to mention or should we move on? It's pretty wide open. They're good. I think, I think good. it's
2: wide open. I, I, I like the three a little bit, uh, Cassie sauce. And, okay. uh, I'm going to use Sherry DeVoe's horse, the six a little bit.
0: Yeah. I I'm a little bit interested in sensei myself. Who's from Ireland, which I found interesting, but okay. Uh, just with the name play. Sensei was like one of the few horses in this race that could improve, right? Paul and Kyle, I mean, you see steady progression. She's only four. I like DeVoe. I, I, I'm i using a lot here, guys. I'm using five horses as A's or B's in this race. Um, no, excuse me. Check that. Six horses as A's or B's. But and you're not going to see this in my pick five. I will say this for all the viewers at home. Let me go full screen. We'll talk about the next race. Lovely Princess is actually my lone A, and here's the reason why. Otherwise, you got to go four or five A's, in my opinion, and I think Lovely Princess should get a good trip and might be the best horse in the race, not by a lot, but it's one of those races, Kyle and Paul, where I feel like you want to go light on the A end and use a ton of B's. Otherwise, your ticket gets crazy. And Paul, uh, Luis Carbone, who's a new Italian, by the way, of course, a new uh, person in the chat, Paul, we, I tipped out, and Paul, don't say anything because you're the only one that knows. I tipped out, Paul, uh-oh, what happened? Ben Franklin? Okay. Uh, <laughs> the lights went out there in the car. Uh Paul, I tipped out the fact that we have two taped interviews that I'm doing, and you're a part of one of them, by the way, or maybe both of them. We'll talk. But we didn't say who, and I said on the show before you came on, Paul, one of them might be the most well-known or impressive or highly regarded guest we've ever had on this show. And you know who it is. That would be fair to say though, right? Without giving out who it is. Yeah, we're
2: working hard. Huh? We are working hard for our viewers and making that happen. Uh, the Breeders' Cup, we always work a little extra harder. You recall we had Sophie Doyle and Ray Lou uh, on the eve of their respective races. So we, we are working hard to get a special guest next week. And uh more to follow on that. We're still... Uh, yes. It's in the works, Howard.
0: It's in the works. And by the way, it is not Steve Crist or Andy Byer. Believe it or not. And they're great. Th- this guy's bigger than those two. I'm just going to, in my opinion. And th- these guys are fantastic. But no, it is not those guys. All right. Uh, Michael Austin keeps wanting to think him. <laughs> Michael, get off your high horse, man. It is not you. Okay. Uh, let's go. The, uh, let's go to the next race. Uh, the Raven Run, guys. It's the other stake Race nine. Grade two. Seven furlongs. three hundred fifty thousand. The girls, three-year-olds, field of nine. Moreline favorite is a very fast horse for Brinkman and Tyler G. Alva Star, two to one. She's done absolutely nothing wrong. Let's see where we're going here in the penultimate race, the pick five. Oh, yeah. None of us are That's going guy, Alvastar. And Howard's got a – whoa. He, is, that a, is that a typo? <laughs> no – it is freaking not a typo, everyone. Just like Command Performance was not a typo in the Power Picks last week at 35-1. to 1. I'll get to my interesting horse in this race. Let's go to you first, Paul. Paul and Kyle are thinking alike, going with Vava for DeVoe and Velasquez. Paul, you're up
2: yeah i mean uh had to run the whatever seven furlongs is at charlestown four or five turns <laughs> uh, very impressive on the uh charlestown uh classic uh, card running in the charlestown oaks uh ran very well put up a 92 ran well at saratoga Na- nothing to be ashamed of uh re- finishing behind the uh late great maple leaf mel uh dazzling blue beat vava in that race and dazzling blue came back to get absolutely trounced by alva star now you yeah. gotta know i i was i went and watched that race uh so i'm i'm kind of thinking well geez alva star the favorite let me make a case against her dazzling blue was a three to five judmon horse in that race who made a move on the turn and Alvastar ran away from her like she was running with cement horseshoes on. I mean, Alva Star was just yeah. if you just take it, Howard, from the turn, you'll see that um, uh, uh, Rosario, who I think should have had the horse more forward, but anyway, Rosario makes this move, and Frank Miramati picks up pretty quickly that it ain't working because once they straighten out here, they just pass the quarter pole. Once they straighten out, Watch Alva Star. And again, this is a three to five Judmont horse yeah. that she's running away from. And I mean, when I say effortlessly, I... it's just a total blowout. So that's impressive. Um, I thought Vava was very impressive. Vava did run very well in that victory, right? I think she's in top form. Certainly, no argument with anyone who wants to use uh, uh, Alva Star off that race, though.
0: I mean I I remember watching that race live, I was like, holy crap. I mean yeah. yep. I mean man, I mean, and she wasn't slowing down. now look there there's questions that Alvastar needs to answer at least in my opinion in this race. The main one, Kyle, of course, is she's never gone seven, right and that the between six and seven is a huge difference and there is other speed in the race yep. the aforementioned dazzling blue and this gets into my sort of cheeky, Interesting long shot that I'm playing on top. I mean, if you're Drew and Judmont, Kyle, and you've got this horse third, you've got Alvastar second, like you you can have zero confidence that Dazzling Blue can rate and sit off of Alvastar and finish unless something happened to Dazzling Blue in that race, which is possible. If I'm Drew, I think I just sort of send and hope you outbreak Alvastar and maybe take it to Alvastar. I mean, how else are you gonna win this damn thing?
1: I mean, you pointed 100%. out the last will be pointed out the last race. Like you tried it last time and saw how well that worked out for you. And there is other speed, as you pointed out, there's speed to the inside. The number two, there simply is. stated, is just a horse that absolutely has to go and loves okay. to go. So, well, yeah, we always think Howard, that's <laughs> whether it happens or not. But on paper, the two right. looks like he has to go. Dazzling Blue, you pointed out, should immediately go. So Alvastar is gonna have to be a little wide, although she is very fast. And I am a little biased towards my Lord Nelson Phillies, but um, it's going to be a test for her for sure.
0: Uh, I, I like Vava. I think Vava is very consistent and very logical. Guys, let me talk about my wacko here. Nom de plume 20 French? to 1. Listen, my, my foreign language skills been pretty decent on mm-hmm. this show lately. Uh, 20 to 1. Guys, I've got a lot of angles I like. And look, this is all or nothing. Okay. Maybe this horse can't run at all on the dirt. I don't know. But I think there's a few interesting things. One is the pace. Now, we've talked about this, Paul, a million times at Saratoga. When it looks like there's a lot of speed, maybe <coughs> maybe Alvastar is just going to get loose again. It'll just win by six, and I'll look stupid. That's fine. I am hoping Dazzling Blue goes, or I'm hoping the two goes. And we don't know about Alvastar going seven. We don't know about Keeneland. So I'm like, all right, who do I want to go with? Obviously, Vava's logical. I don't like Alvastar. I really don't like the horses on the outside because they're, in mean, chase mode, right, guys? They're going to have to chase. So I'm thinking if something weird happens in this race, it's going to be a pace meltdown. And I think Gnome de Plume is very interesting. Okay. Two synthetic efforts. I get it. They were very good guys. And that was way back earlier. Uh, that was at the end of her two-year-old year, right? And she ran very well and she closed against, by the way, it's the Capella is a very nice horse. Let me just show uh, Capella here. You'll see the PPs. She was staked earlier, and she's a de- she's a decent horse. Okay. Last time with Nom de Plume, it was on turf. She wins again, and that was sort of a slower pace, according to the time form U.S. guys. She's one of the few horses in this race that has the ability to close. She's been working very well. This is a very aggressive spot. Only second time off the layoff. Guys, I don't have maybe you have the stats, Kyle, I should look it up. Flavian for Paul Lobo? Hmm. That actually I'm gonna look it up right now. I don't even know. I'm okay. doing this live. I might be I might embarrass myself here. I don't even know what the odds are what, what's gonna say here. But I just found that interesting. Let's see what let's see. Let's see about Paul Lobo and Flavian. You know what? To me, that's a good stat. In the last five years, guys, Paul Lobo has only used Flavian once in the last five years. I actually take that as a positive because Flavian's not going to jump on a girl that can't run. Here's the other thing I like, guys, the breeding, okay? the This is uh, by Uncle Mo out of a Bernie Dini Mare casting director. Look at this, guys, because I remember looking at it, okay? Sprint, 23% in dirt sprints, half a million. Who are the sibs? How about Movie Moxie? This was a nice horse for Linda. Paul, you might remember that horse, right?
2: I my do. buddy B, I certainly do.
0: My buddy B for Paulo Lobo, by the way, a nice dirt sprinter, an Asperson horse, dirt sprinter. Guys, there is dirt sprinting pedigree on the damn side all over the place. Fascinated. Fascinated. At least your reverse key, Paul, reverse key on the try. Gnome de plume, no, I, possible I like bomb it. upset winner, definitely underneath. Final thoughts from you two? Am I crazy?
2: I like it. And you know, you could check, Howard. I this is anecdotal, but I think this race is prone to upsets if you go back and check. Um uh, could be. I, I, I don't I should have that, but I don't. But I'm pretty sure there's been some pretty good upsets. And as you point out, after all that, you get Pratt. <laughs> so. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. I mean that's gonna lower her price. I think she's gonna be more like 15 guys. Probably around 15 to 1. Yeah, I
2: like it. I uh, like Michael
0: it. Austin says, if there's a pace meltdown, you should love Vava. I'm not going to disagree with that. And look, Vava is much more logical than Nom de Plume. But I think Nom de Plume is interesting. Oh, Richard, I was our Nom de Plume. Merci beaucoup. I love it, Richard. All right, we got the French out there. Sorry, Italians. We're going a little French tonight. Um, Come on, Richard. Yeah, crazy. Richard, I, I just... You know what, Kyle? I'm going to say this, and we'll move on to the last race. I could be totally wrong, of course. I I learned this. You know, what I learned this from two people that I have a ton of respect for, guys. Andy Serling told me this personally, and Nick Tamro told me this personally. What's this? If you have a bomb that you want to throw out there to the public, and they don't run well, that's okay. Just come with the right, come with the right angle, and come with the right reasons. And, it, and I have reasons that I feel like are very justified, and I feel like I have angles that are justified. And it might not work out, but you know what? This is gambling, and if this horse comes in the money, just like Command Performance last week, guys, that can make your day. Command Performance, Paul, almost freaking upset first mission last week. So I don't trust three-year-old fillies in general anyway, and I think something weird could happen. So that's what I'm, that's I like I'm going to it. All right, I'm in, um, I'm in there then real I'm quick, Paul,
1: real quick to your staff, Paul, that you were thinking of this race has produced some big, some big upsets in the past five to six to seven years. What do we got? The um, funny thing is that there's some actually very notable horses that have won at bigger odds as well. Um, Bell's the see. one, right? Bell's the one is one. Yep. Shamrock Rose is mm-hmm. one at uh, 18 to one in 2018. Yep. uh bell's the one that paul mentioned at um 13 to 1 in 2019 and then going back to 2015 sarah sis won at 17 to 1 so nice to your speed, point you i mean over half the times in the last six years there have been there you uh, in the last se- seven years there's been over 13 to one shots winning
0: man we've got some uh, astute good good call paul Halloran is on the ball tonight all right let's go to the last race guys there's our picks on the bottom of the screen of course, it's going to end in a difficult turf sprint. Eesh. But it's a high-quality turf sprint, so I do like that, guys. Let's go ahead right to the entries. Race 10, allowance, 5.5 furlongs, 120000 is the purse. It's a field of 11. Oh, look at our boy at the bottom of the screen, Paul. There he is. has he's been a money burner, though. He's a nice horse, but he burns money. For Phil Antonucci, the favorite, and Tyler G. Fauci two to one none of us are going with Fauci on top Kyle you and Paul are thinking the same do you know who Pete Axum was Kyle
2: oh.
0: and if you don't that's totally okay because it is outdated before my uh
1: before my time uh, I think sadly you know
2: I know
0: how it. I can talk about please nothing. please, oh. don't, uh, no, please no hate to, don't throw a shade at Kyle but he's actually a great no. man. Paul, why don't you give the brief uh, history of Pete Axel for our younger viewers well, he,
2: he was a, just a, a great sports writer degenerate <laughs> of the highest magnitude. Love the action. He was one of the first guys, I think, that they actually had talking about betting on TV. I think he was on NBC, Howard. I believe they would bring him on. Yeah, um, New, uh, New Yorker, just a really real and, and a and a really good uh writer as well. Uh Pete Axelm, one of the great ones.
0: Hey, Kyle, do you know any horse race do you know any uh uh journalism's journalism uh people in journalism that are degenerates? Do you know anyone? I don't
2: you know <laughs> <I> don't <think. laughs>
0: you know, my uh, I'm gonna
1: go I'm gonna go with the Paul answer and say my PR team advised me not to comment on that okay. question. But you <laughs> know, I think they could they could be somewhere around this show, I think. <laughs> All right. Anyway, it could be. uh
0: you're going to go with uh, Axelm, um, uh, Kyle. What do you like about this horse and the source and the closing leg of the pick five?
1: Yeah, I, and Howard knows how much I also love turf sprints. Second time, uh, came off a really decent layoff. Last ran a uh, two-back, ran at Gulfstream in, the sp- in their good meet in the um, winter and early spring. Then comes uh, first off the layoff for Safi at Kentucky Downs, and we all know how Kentucky Downs can be for some horses, not to mention – that the seven furlongs generally plays longer. I think that Axthelm's just getting back, right back to what uh, he wants to do, which is sprinting very quick on the turf. And you'll see those races at Goldstream where we all know the Safi angle with Goldstream, but that 88 can be very competitive in a field like this. And coming second off the layoff um, with some pretty decent workouts, actually shipping back to Palm Meadows and now shipping back up for this race. Um, I just think he could set a really nice um, tactical trip in this spot.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. it I don't love five furlong turf numbers. I don't mm-hmm. trust them. What made me look at Axel a lot more closely, and I've got him in third, Paul, was if you go back a little bit when he ran the 89 in the Grade Three, yep. and he's got some. He's got some class. He's second off the layoff. He's only a four-year-old. There's no reason why he can improve. And strangely enough, I didn't think there was a ton of speed in this race, Paul, early speed.
2: Yeah, I agree. Um I do agree with that. And I like the fact that, you know, Louis probably is going to have some options here. I mean, he certainly can close in a race like this, uh, you know, with those mile races behind him and even coming off seven at Kentucky Downs, as Kyle points out is, probably closer to a mile when you account for the uphill and downhill and side hill. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think he very, very likely could get a good trip here. Um, uh, Zayas is a top guy at Gulfstream, nothing against him, but let's face it, you go from him to Zayas and, and that's an upgrade. Um, difficult race, uh, difficult race. Although we all agree that Fauci will not be immune to an upset.
0: I love it. I love it. Kyle's like, no, don't go there. Um, I love it. I'm Guys, it, we we haven't really talked about the weather. We need to because mm-hmm. there's a bunch of turf races. I'm looking at the radar right now on my phone, Lexington. They are getting rain tonight, and there's like a 75% chance of rain tomorrow, mainly early. Saturday is going to be 70 and sunny, so I... They really haven't had a lot of rain there. It's been very dry. I'm yeah. guessing. Be fine. I'm guessing. Oh, Paul's getting a little tired of sick of tired be here fine. other reports. Um Tomorrow's yeah, going to be shaky true. with the turf. I think they'll be on the turf Saturday, Kyle. I I would assume. Yeah. Um, it's towards the end of the meet. They don't really need to save the turf. It's going to be sunny Saturday. It can take a decent amount of moisture. It really hasn't rained there much at all.
1: And it's and it shows it's going to be pretty windy out, so it should be able to dry pretty quickly. Okay. Which I'd assume. I'd assume the turf would be fine for tomorrow as I'm looking at the same thing you are. And oh, really? I show okay. I show showers early in the day, but then it kind of goes away towards the, the okay. latter part of the day. So hopefully for the, my show's purposes, uh, that it stays on the turf because we had some good opinions and some turf races tomorrow. But yeah, I think for Saturday the turf should dry out pretty quickly.
0: I agree. I don't think it's going to be firm. I think tomorrow yeah. going to be good to soft. To be honest, that they get if they get the kind of thunderstorms, it looks like they're going to get, and then it'll be good Saturday. I would agree. Um, we got uh, Mike. Uh, Mike uh, Carmoli is here. Uh, well, the Italians are on full force as usual. Mike, thanks for joining <clears throat> the show. Uh, appreciate that. Um, let's see what else. Let's move on, guys, to some other horses quickly. Fauci, um, what? Why not, Paul? Why is this horse going to lose?
2: Well, he, lose, he, he, it's he loses. it's one thing 17. he does well. He's done it seventeen times out of nineteen, so he has experience. Um you know, it's a tough post uh in a turf sprint. He's he's parked all the way outside. Yeah. he does get Tyler. Um he doesn't have a whole lot of speed, um which comp makes the post I think it complicates matters a little bit. You know, in a yeah. turf sprint, you really can't just sit and then duck in and make a run like you can in in a route. Um, And mainly, probably going to be the favorite or right about the favorite. I I just think you're supposed to try to beat that horse. Totally agree. Every time. I agree. With these PPs, I think you try to beat Fauci every time.
0: Well, I am going to try to beat Fauci. And I'm doing with a horse that I think you guys might be overlooking a little bit. Of course, I could be totally wrong, but that's okay. Number one, will to run. Let's take a look at the one. Now, I agree, guys, that there's not a ton of early speed in this race. And normally, and this might be counterintuitive, but I'd love to hear your opinions on this, guys. I really would. When, when there's a horse that looks to be more of a closer on paper in a turf sprint, and I just said there's not a ton of early speed, you might think, Howard, aren't you contradicting yourself? Here's my thinking, guys. First time gelding off the break with a pretty aggressive new rider in Morales I don't think he's going to be as far back as he has been. And I don't think he needs to because there's not a lot of speed. And I see a slower early pace. So, therefore, obviously, if there's a slower early pace, guys, the one won't be as far back for the simple fact no one's going to go 21-3-44. and and Right? So, I'm not saying they're going to be dawdling. It's a a five-and-a-half turf sprint. But I think he'll be sort of default, be up closer. Not only that, it's Amos, guys, off the claim. Sorry, not off the claim, off a new trainer change, Amos is not an idiot. He knows this horse has got to be put into the game, um, and Amos usually does that. He's got numbers, guys, that are good enough. He's got a 92 here at Keeneland, four back. I don't think I'm getting 8-1. to one. I think I'm getting more like 6-1. to one. I think this horse is very interesting and very logical. I really I- do.
1: I'm glad you brought him I'm glad you brought him up, Howard, because Wilderone was the horse that I ended up taking off my ticket just for the pace factor. But every point you said I completely agree with, as this was one of the horses I was balancing um between throwing out the eight and putting the one in, or vice versa, or anything like that. So I'm glad you brought him up. You know, Paul,
0: going from um there's nothing wrong with Machado and Ben Colebrook. To me, that's a pretty big upgrade. Good. Yeah. Yeah, but this is a pretty big upgrade. You go to Amos and Morales, who's his main guy. I've seen him win many times for Amos. And Amos, by the way, is only three for he's only run eight horses. This meet at Keeneland. He's won three of them, Paul. Amos knows where to spot horses. This horse to me is very interesting. He'll be all over my tickets.
2: Well, I like Tom Amos a lot. The I would say though, on the trainer switch, if you narrow it down to turf sprints, it goes down to 0 for three, which is a very small sample. I I don't love the rail. I, I think yeah. One thing I will say, Howard, about the turf sprints. I think often in turf sprints, races that don't look that fast on paper end up materializing faster on the racetrack. Uh, it's kind of the opposite, kind of the opposite of those turf routes when we curse the horses when they look for it looks like a, a contentious pace on paper, and one horse goes around in 24, 49 and, and beats us. So yep. but I think from the rail in a turf sprint. You know, there is less margin of error. You have to get a trip, as we saw with our guy Shards. You know, you do have to get it. Yeah. Oh, you,
1: you, have you, to
0: mean, yeah.
2: Uh, you well, had to bring it again, up. Again,
1: my heart. Well,
2: that's, you know, so, and, and I'm going to tell you, and I like Morales Howard. It's not a big upgrade. Machado's very good. He won. He had a natural double yesterday. He's an up and comer. I saw him win at Parks. Um, uh I believe he's the regular rider of next, the top man I was gonna say we've seen off. what he's done with next, so uh so uh, no argument on an upgrade, but uh not a big upgrade, certainly. Uh doesn't mean this horse can't win. I think he's gonna have to get the type of trip that you envision though, and being more forward.
0: Yeah, morale's 21% with Amos, by the way, that combination. And I don't I don't want to throw too much shade, but I think you and I any 3 of us could probably run next against some of the horses he's run and win by 5 6 or 7. I'm not sure the jockey has much to do that. No disrespect to the jockey. I'm just saying you could name 40 riders that could do I think what that jockey did yeah, on that horse yeah. specifically. Just just my opinion. But anyway. But no he,
2: he he won he won back-to-back races at Keeneland yesterday. I know you have you said you have not watched this. Okay, week. fair he enough. Won I... at both both at a both at a price.
0: Oh really? Okay
1: and um
0: I'm not, I'm not saying he's a bad jock i'm just not i'm just saying yeah, i don't mm-hmm. think he's anything special but i could be wrong maybe he's up and coming
1: yeah or and okay. um i'm off the switch from uh trainer switch to amos uh in the last five years 15 for 100 50 in the money so okay. winning a 15 clip
0: let's go to our pick fives guys right now uh late pick five yours truly uh had a i listen we talk about it on the show a lot. I said I was on a, uh, I was having a bit of a slump with my pick fives, completely broken last Saturday when I cashed for almost five thousand the early pick five, and I'm not afraid to say that it's not bragging. Listen, I'm wrong all the time, but that was that was a nice score and had some other good scores. I'm hoping this Saturday repeats itself from last Saturday. Let's go to our pick fives. Paul will be first. Paul's late pick five Saturday one, with two three five six eleven, with one six seven nine with four, six, seven, with two, five, 10, 90 bucks, Paul singling, verifying in the first leg. Very logical.
2: As you said, I should, right. Did you, wasn't that your instructions? You should single verifying if you Singular like single or
0: toss. Yes.
2: Right. So, and then um, I, I mentioned I was very spread out. Uh, I was only going to go too deep in the, uh, in the Raven run, but, yep. uh, but I did throw in dad. Uh, I don't want to get beat, but th- this Jedmond horse that was three to five last time is yeah. going to be nine to two this time. Uh, you know, I just, I would prefer not to psychologically. I would prefer not to get beat by that horse. Okay. I get it. Uh, so I was able to go three deep there and, uh, you know, narrowed it down to three in that last race that uh, we talked about. I tell them who I liked. I have the, the 10. We didn't talk about them, but, uh, uh, Gregory's pride. Who's 10 to one morning line yeah. again, two for 18, but in the money, 12 out of 18 Pratt turf. Th- that's a, a little bit of a fuzzy for me there. So yeah, 90 bucks. And uh, even with verifying, I think it could pay.
0: Gregory's pride is a horse I chased in California quite a bit. Um, he used to be good. I'm not quite the same, but I I've got him. I'm throwing him in there just because it's a turf sprint. Uh, let's go to you, Kyle, Kyle's pick five. Also singling verifying one with two, three, six, eight with one, three, six, eight with four, six, seven with one, five, eight, eleven, ninety six dollars, Kyle.
1: Yeah. And again, we've talked to we've hammered it home so many times. Either you play verifying or you don't maybe play a backup ticket if you want to still because if verifying loses this, you know, could double, triple in size. So if you don't want to get beat by him, play a backup ticket underneath verifying if you like verifying on top um again nothing too special otherwise going with the three logicals and including your guy's horse dissolved which i thought was very interesting for the guys for the reasons you guys mentioned in the next race after that the only horse i didn't talk about was the three not so close which did get he did get or she strike one on me but hey we hey hours six minutes that's a record for me so i'll take it um it's because you're not
0: hosting you don't have like fifty thousand things to do that's right, out.
1: that's right. But could go the lead. Don't want to get beat by horse in the lead at Keeneland. We've seen it too many times before. And Paul, I cannot agree more with you, my friend. I did not want to lose to that Judmont horse, so I also threw her in there, and then went four deep in the last. I didn't include Gregory's Pride, but I did include the number eight Counter Strike, which, by the way, great name and had some good numbers. Not at Kentucky Downs.
0: I wanted to show this horse because this horse can absolutely win also. We didn't even talk about Counter-Strike. There's Counter-Strike on the screen, Kyle. So I had that queued up ready to go because I think that horse is also a little bit inching. Like your ticket, like your thinking. Here we go, guys. The question of the day. Did Howard single verifying or did he just toss verifying?
1: It is one of the other guys. What do you think?
2: Single. Single.
1: Yeah, I think I I think you went with the rest of us, but I I've I've been wrong before. Paul,
0: my apologies when you see this. Because of last week. <laughs> because of last week, I had a, a extra eight bucks in my pocket. I rarely, rarely this crap, do Paul. That. I rarely do that, Paul, but I had to. I'm singling verifying. Um guys, I've talked about this. I don't like the rail with big favorites. And you know what? It almost cost first mission last weekend at like what was he one to five in that race yeah the reason why i don't think the rail is as big a deal for verifying guys is because there's not a lot of early speed and i just have a hard time believing he's gonna get like bottled up like i think he's either gonna go and take the lead or i think there's one maybe dr brinkman sends hard and he just sits off like i just it's a smaller field which also matters to me i just he should win, guys. He really should win, and I predict he'll go maybe to the Clark, and then I could see him, by the way, Paul and Kyle in the Malibu on opening day at, at uh, San Nita the day after Christmas. That would not surprise me. I was trying to think where they would go with him, or maybe they'll just give him some rest. Anyway, I'm going one with two, three, six with one, three, six, seven, nine, ten with three, four, seven. Dazzling Blue will have to beat me. I wouldn't be shocked. If she beats me, but I much rather go with a bomb like Nom de Plume in that race as opposed to Dazzling Blue, and then I have one, five, eight, eleven in the last race. I don't know. It's the last race, guys, is pretty wide open to me. Fauci absolutely does not have to win. If I had to guess, if I had to take like the field or Fauci, it'd be the field all day long. That being said, Fauci probably is the best horse in that race, but not by a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a hundred and eight dollars. So, everyone. I had to go eight dollars over budget. Let's see if there are any quick comments before we end the show. Oh, quick update on the baseball game. We don't need to talk about that. Uh, Richard Flax likes the four a little bit in the last race, I believe. A lot of our people feel like I'm singling. Guys, before we end the show, I'd be remiss not to bring this up one more time. And uh, you did not see this, Paul, because uh, you were busy with your meeting. But I'll let you talk about it, Paul. First time seeing it on the screen. Hold on, not that. Excuse me. i got something else to show you. Wow, do we have a lineup of races? Get your rest, Paul. we got a long two weeks, but a very exciting two weeks. Hmm. You want to talk about some of this, Paul? You see on the screen. Coming up, Breeders' Cup shows for the HHH Racing Podcast. 12 shows, Paul. 15 plus hours of coverage.
2: Well, gonna have to get to California just to rest. And then I don't like the chances of that. <laughs> uh no, hey, look, this is uh Christmas time for those of us that are horse players. We talked about it last week. The the Kentucky Derby is for everyone else outside of horse racing, and the Breeders' Cup is for those of us who live and breathe it every day. And uh, I will be doing that Breeders' Cup. Saturday preview show from uh not Santa Anita, but very close to Santa Anita yes. I would, uh, on the, uh I will be doing that show immediately before the national turf riders awards dinner at which our guy, Cody Dorman, team Cody's wish will be receiving the Mr. Fitz award for typifying the spirit of racing. And is, is there ever been a more qualified winner of any, any award, Uh, So we're really looking forward to I like the fact that we're starting off strong in that list, Howard, with uh, Cody and and Kelly and Leslie. And don't forget my friend Kylie, who just turned 10, sister of the decade, I call her. All right. And uh, we're looking forward to that. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a really good time of year. And I'm going to squeeze in a trip to Washington, D.C. next weekend to visit my older daughter. So (laughs) in the midst of all this craziness.
0: Nah, yeah, and, and hope you enjoy that with your daughter and Paul pause the journalist and someone who's v- uh, very well versed in the facts. Is there a good chance that Cody's wish win or lose uh, at the Breeders' Cup could be the, I believe, the first ever two time back to back Vox Popular winner, Vox Populi winner? I don't think a horse has won that back to back, have they?
2: Yeah, I don't think so. That's a big uh, point. (laughs) We'll talk about it more as we get on, but by far the most popular horse for people to be against as a favorite is Cody's Wish. I have read and heard more about that in the last – and, you know, I get it. You know, hey, look, you're looking for ways to beat favorites. Uh, You know, uh, so people are lined up against them. I'm just not going to get in that line. That's all
0: final thoughts and i'll have a few things to close it out
1: i mean hey that everyone should subscribe down below like this video so we can get as much people watching these shows as possible not to mention the breeders cup power picks tip sheet which is obscenely less than what a lot of people are charging and vastly could and our power picks have been vastly more profitable than a lot of those so $20, don't know what you guys are waiting for. Absolutely subscribe to those, but also subscribe to this channel because you're not going to want to miss the next two weeks on the HHH Racing Podcast. Very well said, my friend. Again, go to the uh,
0: HHHRacingPodcast.com for the Breeders' Cup only Power Picks tip sheet. Last thing I want to say, one of the reasons I'm wearing a Delphi shirt, I'm just very excited about one thing very personally. Uh, My brother and I invested in horses in a Delphi last year, they- and the horse that we spent the most money on, and of course, they're not going to say how much, but our largest uh, purchase, so to speak, or, or portion of a horse is running, and it's actually not, the entries are not in yet, but should be running a week from today at Laurel, uh, and the name of the horse is called Magistrate. He is a big, he's a big boy. He's a big gray, a three-year-old taprit colt um, who's been trained by Clement, but he's been under the tutelage of Arno Delacour at Fairhill guys for the last month and a half he had a little nagging issues just nothing very minor a lot of growing pains he's like that big gawky teenager paul he's like that that kid that you referee <laughs> sometimes who's like a sophomore and like 6-6 and has no idea what he's doing but has some talent that's that's magistrate um and so my brother and i are very excited for Magistrate, who should be debuting a week from today, Thursday, at Laurel in a two-turn turf race. Um, But he might be a dirt horse also, so we don't know. Listen, he could be something decent. He could be something nice. He could be a main claimer in in a few starts. Who knows? But uh, we're very excited and waiting, literally, guys, like uh, more than a year to get this horse uh, to the races.
2: Speaking of Laurel, the Catholic boy that I own a little piece of, St. James the Great, is running at Laurel this Saturday.
0: Oh, good luck, Paul. What race? Do we know? Thank
2: you. It's in the middle. I think it's around the 5th, 6th, 7th. Okay. It's uh, two thir- uh, 2.30. Uh, I'll be just okay. getting off the court from my inaugural scrimmage of the year. So I'll Wonderful. be hustling hustling to the car. Race number five
1: Saturday. at Laurel, Paul, on Saturday. What's the name Here again, I'm
2: Kyle? Sure. Eight to one, eight to one morning line.
1: St. James the Great. All
0: right. Hopefully, it'll be St. Paul the Great with a little piece of St. James the Great <laughs> on right there. Saturday. Guys, it's been a lot of fun. Really appreciate a wonderful viewership. As always, again, please check our channel, subscribe to the channel. Just go to YouTube and type in HHH Racing Podcast. We have a ton of stuff coming up. We guys, we didn't even mention Keelan today. Saturday morning, Sunday morning. I'm hosting. We got a bunch of great co-hosts coming on. 10:30 Eastern. We're going to talk about Keelan races that we did not talk about tonight or last night. Again, Keelan today morning show, 10:30 Eastern, Saturday morning and Sunday morning for my wonderful co-hosts and hosts of Ben Boozin, Kyle Roscoe, and my co-host Paul How. And this has been Howard Kravitz, episode 297 of the HHH. Racing podcast. Crush your bets at Keelan this Saturday. Take care, everyone. Have a great night. Bye bye. racing podcast you're missing out it's one of the best podcasts in the country